I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, clickety-clack. The Pepsi Max is back. And so is you, me, and a poltergeist. I'm Belinda. I'm Brayden. Hello. How are you today? Good, and you? Very good, thank you. I had a nap. Nice. I feel great. Hello, poltergeist, exorcisters. Exorcisters. We are the Paranormal Report, talking about things in the dark that stalk. Ah. That'll do. That was a stretch. What's the stretch? Anyway, what's new? Oh, here we go. I, got I feel one. like we always ask what's new and there's nothing new that I know of. Oh, nothing's new. You know, I have moved myself as you have wanted to escape the reportedly haunted corner. No, I just want to sit in my area. chair that I bought with my Bunnings gift card. <laughs> okay. Another I also bought that gift chair, card. but I picked this one out. Yes, and I picked the red one. I picked a cream. Because red is the best. Cream and it's is fast. more neutral and it'll go with more, so... So if you're expecting me to talk faster today, you would be correct. I will be spitting out words. Sick rhymes. <laughs> Thanks, Mother Trucker. Today is brought to you by our fantastic sponsoring patrons over at patreon.com slash you meet a poltergeist thank you for our patrons we love you and you can also join and get a special shout out but if you want to join in and listen to our live recordings like if you were joining in now you'd be listening in two weeks in advance and you get to hear all the Ah. behind the scenes nonsense and that's our Dark Magicians tier, which is only $10 a month, which really is just Netflix a month. So We are Netflix. We are new Netflix. Unsubscribe from Netties. <laughs> Subscribe to Paulie's. I think there's the same level of... Uh, nonsense. Nonsense that goes on. And I'd say entertainment value. Absolutely. Oh. We are... Why binge a show? We're not just... When you can not binge a show and we're not, we're not just hilarious, but there are definitely some thrilling moments, some sad moments. Some spooky moments. Some really poorly directed and acted moments. Some sexual moments. A lot of Netflix originals. Yeah. We no longer do Disney um, or Marvel. No. <laughs> Which, I mean, Marvel is Disney now, isn't it? Ah, yeah. And everything. Disney's taking over. Soon will be Disney. I mean, that's alright. I'd love to be a Disney princess. (gasps) How 
How cute! Okay, what, what, which, what princess? Are, I'd be an upper middle bogan, that's for sure. <laughs> which princess would you be from the Disney princess from collection? From <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> I thought you were talking about a Disney princess that already exists, not one you no, make No, 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 because, no, because we get owned by Disney, so I become a Disney princess. I see. So, like, what would my dress be like? Probably like a big garbage bag. Wow, rude. I was hoping you'd say Australian <laughs> flag, but okay. No, I'm thinking like, you know, recycle fashion. Because you're recycle conscious and you love... I do the... have metal straws. You do? You love the turtles? The turtles, I said it again. <laughs> the turtles. I love turtles as well. I like turtles. <laughs> you remember that meme? <laughs> that was meme for a bit. I like turtles. The little kid. Did he have... The face paint on. He had the face paint he on. Did, he did have zombie face paint. My We're favorite. here with this zombie. I like turtles. <laughs> yeah. He just fucking runs off. Okay. I love that little kid where, like, the news reporters report, like, reporting, asking him a question. He's, she's like, do you miss your mom? And he, like, shakes his head and then just starts crying. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Of course he does. It's me on a daily basis. Do you miss yeah. your mom? No, I'm 22. Yeah. <laughs> miss my mommy. What do you mean? I don't know. Hey, mom, how you doing? Yeah. She probably call me every once in a while. Oh. I love you. Hot diggity doo. Hot diggity What are we talking about today, Belinda? Oh my god, Brayden. <laughs> Fucking Jesus. Unlike previous podcasts, we have chosen not to stick to a theme today. I always tell Brayden, we don't have to do a theme. I know, and we have actually done one podcast where there was no theme. Yeah, but every time you're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm going to be doing this, it's in this area. And you're like, alright, South African hauntings, let's <laughs> go. And I'm like... I just like themes. I know you like themes. I'm a fun I'm theme guy. I'm just saying, it's good... To mix it up. No. And you know what? I think today's theme is mixing it up. <laughs> quit. You quit. Speaking of quits, you know how every time your family mentions something and I'm always like, I'm out, bye. I actually don't feel like that. It's my instant reaction. But I really love that your family is pretty much haunted and that like I can say something and not be judged. You saw a shadow before. I did. It was like a light shadow. I didn't feel scared or anything. But I did rush down and I saw something in the bathroom. And I was like, I'll praise Jesus, give me some space. I'm here like, I'm going to finish watching my video. I just came in to tell you. So, since Belinda's gone the last, or gone first the last few episodes, I thought I'd take the chance to go first today. Well, I told him to go first, so I always start zoning out after I talk for too long. Yeah. And then my story just gets no input. Except Spongebob jokes. <laughs> yeah, just infinite Spongebob jokes. Hell you. I wanted to count, because it didn't feel like there were that many when I was actually speaking it last week. But when I actually... Oh, sorry, two weeks ago. But when I actually went back and edited it, I'm like, damn, there's like a Spongebob joke every other three minutes. Every other sorry. three minutes. Do you know why? What a saying. Do you know why? I haven't listened to that episode back yet. Um, and I can't remember anything you said because I had been talking for so long. I had a delirious laughing fit 
And then yeah. it was your turn to talk, and my brain was like, oh, you're done. So whenever I was like, shit, I'm not responding, I was like, Spongebob joke. Bam, done. Okay, cool, I've done my bit. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't even... <laughs> That's not even when it started either. It started before the podcast. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, oh, I've done the Flying Dutchman. You're like, Bulls, references. I'd be like, remember that time when the Flying Dutchman got stuck with SpongeBob? Did you read about that? <laughs> uh-huh. And I'd be like, no, that's a SpongeBob yeah. <laughs> episode. It's not part of it. It never happened. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it did. I've got evidence. I've got yeah. it on DVD. <laughs> yeah, I've got SpongeBob on DVD. Fight me. The haunting I'm going to be talking about today is not one done by ghosts, poltergeists, or even demons. Ow. I'm sorry, I was getting really excessive. Hard. That was a very hard poke. <laughs> it's not the hard poke that I want. Oh, girl. So, yeah, as I was saying, there ain't no demons in this haunting. There are no poltergeists. There aren't even any ghosts or spirits. I mean, kind of a spirit, but... The haunting I'm going to be talking about today is the village of Bala in Oman. Mm. Which is reportedly haunted by jinn. What is jinn, you ask? That's right, they're genies. I say to you. They're genies. (laughs) (laughs) They're haunted by genies. (laughs) And I'm not talking about that Will Smith, Robin Williams... Big Never blue heard dude. Friend like me. Exactly. No, there's no, there's no musicals in Oman. Although maybe now I'm wah, wah. Can't even say ah now because you're going wah. They're wah wah. There are no musicals in Oman. There are no musicals in Oman. No. Well, I'm sure maybe they they do have a musical every now and then in Oman. I can't speak for them. You don't know what type of genius they really got. Exactly. Before going on about the haunting, I think I should give you a rundown of what exactly separates a djinn or a genie from what you see in television, and then also what separates them from demons, spirits, ghosts, and like angels and shit like that. So djinn are essentially pre-Islamic Arabian mythological spirits or creatures of sorts and then also islamic mythology and theology so jinn are almost like what spirits to like catholic and like christian like are what that connection is to uh muslims like the jinn are sort of like the trickster spirits then they neither sort of sway permanently to one side, either be it evil or good. They're sort of... They can vary and usually sit in between at neutrality, just kind of being tricksters and being jovial and jokesters. But that doesn't mean that they can't be evil as fuck and it doesn't mean they can't be good. So I feel like they're in this weird ground where they could... Even the, um, the pre-Islamic Arabian mythology... Of explanation of jinn could almost entail uh, angels and demons within that as well as jinn and them just being jinn just being sort of mm. the mm. overall term for all supernatural beings but there are a few things that make them very different okay and make that theory kind of weird okay the one thing being is that They're they not blue? they 
I mean, maybe blue. Oh. Actually, yes. There is one kind of genie called genie. One kind of gin mm. called Amarid, oh. which is a water spirit. Oh. And it turns up like a blue, like a humanoid creature. Oh, man. Yeah, real cool. <laughs> Disney was right. Yeah. yeah. I think that one that it was depicting, I don't know, was some sort of like air genie. Does Ew. the genie in Aladdin have a name? Or is it just genie? It's just genie. Hell yeah. Well, I think he was just like an air genie of some kind. Because, I mean, he flew around everywhere. He had the lightning. Yeah. Well, because, you know, Aladdin would be like, genie, I wish to be a prince. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Not like, Eddie, Fred, <laughs> Fred Giorgio. Yeah. Greg. Jose. I <laughs> Jose, the genie. Yeah. Uh, so in Shazza. <laughs> Shazza the genie. Shazza. The most Australian genie ever. Yes. <laughs> Just like you see him billowing from a lamp with a fucking... Billabong With a cork hat. A cork hat. That's it, billabong hat. Like, how the bloody hell are you, mate? Well, it's probably a billabong comments on anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue. Okay. Um, <laughs> so in modern study of the supernatural beliefs among Muslims... It is shown that over half of the Muslim populace in the countries that were surveyed believe, well, not only believe that jinn exist, but they know they do and have had experiences oh. with them. I know there's a fairly strong belief that these jinn are a thing. Pretty sure one of my managers, her boyfriend is Muslim, so maybe oh, I really? should ask. Should I ask? Give it a really go. Lovely too. And, uh,. Yeah, the thing that really separates them from, like, spirits or poltergeists in particular. Because mm. I remember we were talking about poltergeists being elemental types of spirits. Mm. The thing that separates jinn from, like, a poltergeist would be the fact that they believe that jinn are almost actual semi-physical beings. Oh. And they have, the obviously, the ability to manipulate the spirit world and the physical world. And they actually have... And experience bodily sort of requirements such as food consumption or sleeping. So, like, would you be able to touch them physically? Ah, uh, yes, if they come into the physical form. Because Jim, not only, well, they they're pretty well equipped to be the best tricksters ever. Because not only do most Jim have the ability to become intangible, mm. or like you know, they can not be touched or whatever. Yeah. Invisible at will. They can also apparently take the form of any animal they desire. Usually be it a dog or a donkey. Donkey's very common. A donkey. And also plants. They can take the form of oh, plants. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. In the, in Bala, in Amman, <laughs> everyone's so cautious of the plants because they're like, damn, these gin of the plants. So that if there's a dead plant, they're like... Fall. Rest in peace, my man. Oh, would they have like a burial for him? That'd be so cute. I don't know. Maybe. Feel bad for all the plants I've killed. <laughs> Just gin. Killed so many men. <laughs> <laughs> so, not only can they become an animal, they can also become an anthropomorphic animal, meaning half human, half animal. Like a centaur. Centaur. Yes, actually, there is one gin that takes the form of a Mongolian centaur, like a. Upper body of a Mongolian, like, archer. Holy depicted shit. in art, anyway. Yeah. And then the lower body of a horse, which is pretty cool. And Horses not only depicted that... depicted in art. They didn't have Instagram. <laughs> exactly. They can become a mix of many different kinds of animals. 
Tell me more. So, I mean... Like, do they have a car? (laughs) Um, So, I mean... Did you get very far? What kind of gym do you have? (laughs) What? (laughs) Um, So, you know in South Park? Yeah. Man Bear Pig? Yeah! It's probably just a gym. Man Bear Pig. Even though it's like, what is it? Who is it actually? It's um, Al Gore. Al Gore, that's <laughs> right, yeah. Al Gore's a gin, oh, my dude. I know that so well because I played Stick of Truth about 12 times. Very nice. I, I didn't get to grow up watching the show a lot because I was little. And it was rude. I don't see how. I mean, it's pretty politically <laughs> correct now. <laughs> PC principle. Oh, yeah. But, um... Yes, no, I do love that. Love that series. Yeah. That's what I was trying to get at. <laughs> nice. And why I answered so quickly. I'm like, such a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, much like the genie in Aladdin, it's said that jinn can be controlled and turned <laughs> into your own personal servants. So, slave. Yes, essentially. I mean, as genie was to Aladdin within it. I didn't read anywhere about them having the ability to cast... Or Grant wishes, but I did read that particularly powerful and evil Jim will often try to tempt mortals with promises of power and fame to stray them away from the path of the righteous. And this is, is how we know that Genie wasn't one of those because he's like, Do you really want to be a prince? Yeah, he was pretty Why nice. don't you just tell her the truth? <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, reciting the whole movie from the start. Let's go. <laughs> So just like So I have a little game to play, but first (laughs) You need games. I've got a... there's many different kinds of gin. Like similar to how ghosts are listed, like you got poltergeist, you got trickster spirit, you got regular spirits, you know, you got a ghost dog. Ghost dogs, etc. Uh, ghost chicken, exploding cats. Exploding cats, <laughs> demon cat. Ghost ship, ghost house. Ghost party house. A lot of shit. There's so many ghost shit. shit. <laughs> Probably uh, ghost shit out there. We speaking of ghost you. shit. Okay. <laughs> uh, actually, though, in a second. So, Sorry. Uh, one of the... T- well, there, I'll tell you about six kinds of gin. There's so fucking many kinds of gin. One of the kinds of gin is the ghoul sila gin. Which have a lot of things in common with Wendigo, including their general appearance, which is like a gaunt, whitish frame of like a ghoul that roams the desert. Ew. Yeah, very gross. Uh, Amir Jinn, which seem to be Jinn that just kind of live in your home and don't really do much, but just are there. They're just a resident in your home. Yeah. They're that person that doesn't wash up. Mm. There's the Karin Jin, which are said to be born alongside you at the same time and are something that you can learn to tame over the course of your life, but also at the same time they try to stray you to evil. They're that tiny little voice in your head going like, come on, eat that last bit of cake. So it's your conscience. <laughs> yes, essentially. You get born with That's, your conscience. Uh, yeah. conscience. <laughs> That's what they... Uh... You get born just a little bit, little bit of pudding. <laughs> just a little bit of pudding. Just a little bit of pudding. Uh, there's the, the pay... Peri or Peri Jin, which are tiny fairy-like creatures that live near water and lakes. Cute. They are essentially depicted pretty much exactly as you'd see a fairy. Are they like the ones in the labyrinth that will bite you, though? No, this is Tinkerbell, but with little bluish uh, wings. Tinkerbell's a bitch. I don't know if you'll remember that. 
She needed people to clap and believe in her. Yeah. For her well, to come back to life. She needed so much attention. If she didn't get attention, she'd fucking die. She was a Peter supernatural Peter Pan was being. like, I found Wendy. And Tinkerbell was like, well, fuck you, I'm going to die. Jesus. Tinkerbell's a bitch. Well, I lucky this isn't Tinkerbell. It's Parry Gin. Parry Gin. And then there's the Ifrit Gin, which is a huge, winged, evil being of fire. And it's said to be incredibly hard to control. Charizard. <laughs> Charizard, exactly. I'm trying to think of things. Sorry. <laughs> You're just sitting there like, what can I say? Okay, what Charizard. Charizard. with these. So a winged fire winged thing. Winged fire thing, that's fair enough. And this, these are said to be the most powerful of the djinn. Mm-hmm. And the hardest to control, but the most beneficial if you do learn to control mm-hmm. them. I and bet a lot of houses you can burn down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in Aladdin... At the end, when Genie turns the, uh, Sult- no, not the Sultan, the advisor fellow, Jafar, into a jinn, he turns him into an Afrit, I'm pretty sure. Because see how big he was red. and red? Yeah, I think that's That's because he's so evil and mean. Exactly, which these are as well. So there are many kinds of jinn, but before we move on to a little <laughs> game, obviously I thought I'd least my favourite kind of jinn from my jinn research. And that would be the Kubath Jin. Kubath? Otherwise known as the Toilet Jin. <laughs> <laughs> so, which they are summoned by dark magicians. Uh, Patreon tier of the future, maybe, you know, you might be able to get your own Kubath Jin for your toilet. <laughs> uh, for assistance. <laughs> it was very vague. I'm really sorry if I offend anyone right now. With the toilet gin's actual purpose, and if I get their purpose incorrect, but it just sounds like uh, that they're there to assist you with your bowel movements. I, Do they help you wipe? Maybe. I don't know why a dark magician's gonna summon it. What, what about like a brown magician know, like, or something? Really bad indigestion. They're like, fuck. Help me, combustion. Is it celiac or <laughs> lactose? I got the lactose squirts. Uh, So, I thought I'd play a little game with you, babe, because I love a bit of a game. I know you do. So, I like to call this game Gin or No Gin. (laughs) So, I'm going to list four gin and give a little synopsis of each of their abilities and what they do. And only one gin from the following list is real, and I need you to pick the one that you think is real. Number one. Uno. The Ubti Jin, an overly tricky jinn, known for tying rope around camel's legs and hurling camel excrement at the back of those who it doesn't like. <laughs> Number two, the Derim Jin, a jinn that appears at the front at front doors dressed as a wealthy sultan and offers to marry the daughter of the household in exchange for a bowl of water, which it then throws in the face of the father. Hmm. Number three. The Palace Jinn, a, vo- a vampiric jinn that scours the desert in search of v- victims and then drains their blood by licking the soles of their feet while they sleep. Priscilla? And, <laughs> <laughs> and then number four, a gin and tonic. <laughs> a light and refreshing drink made from three simple ingredients and great to have on a hot afternoon. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't obviously pick the gin and tonic because that's a joke yeah, one, right? That is the joke one. So, which one is it? The Abdi, the Darim, or the Palis? 
The one that... The darim, the one that throws water in the face of the father. I feel like that'd be a thing. Incorrect. Oh, don't tell me it's a stupid vampire. <laughs> it is the vampire gym. No, I was like, that sounds too stupid to lick the soles of your feet. Yeah. I'm like, that's definitely something Brayden's made up. <laughs> so the palace gym goes around the desert looking for people who are sleeping. And it then licks their feet and drinks their blood from their, <laughs> their feet. Please don't lick my feet. Uh, fun bonus fact. It can be fooled. By two people sleeping end-to-end with the soles of their feet pressed together. Legit fact I found on the interwebs. How many people out there are sleeping <laughs> feet to feet? And, and you know how cold it gets in the desert. So you're gonna want to snuggle up. But that just gives a fucking smorgasbord of your feet for the palestine. I sleep sometimes with my legs crossed, so... <laughs> with your feet pressed together? No, my legs actually crossed. Oh, okay. Hiding your feet from the police vampire gym. That's why you always tuck your feet in. Exactly. And you don't hang your feet out. Oh, oh. So you don't get your foot licked by a gin. Hmm. So anyways, I'll move on to the actual haunting now. Mm-hmm. After we've had a little clarifying evidence of what exactly a gin is. <laughs> so, <laughs> the village supposedly haunted by these gin is Bala in Oman. Which is on the edge of the Arabian Desert. Arabian Day. It's Arabian night. And it's just... Arabian day. 200 kilometers from the capital city of Muscat. So the most haunted location within the town is reported to be the heritage-listed Fort Bala. Fort Bala. So which is, it's just like a huge Bala. mud brick fortification. Like it's a castle essentially. Yeah, it's really cool. It's actually mud brick. Mud brick. Yeah, like traditional sort of Arabian mud brick. Oh. Yeah. That's intriguing. Maybe we should build our house out of mud brick. Potentially. Potentially. So it was made in the twelfth century and is still standing today and it, it looks immaculate compared to the rest of the town. No offense to Bala, but the rest of the town's very scattered apart. Mm. There's palm trees everywhere. So it looks kind of beautiful. At least beautiful. they've got shade. They do have a bit of shade, yeah. but the shade is caused by gin. So they're, they're startled to go by any trees. Oh, because it might be a plant a gin. gin. Yeah, they're really scared of gin in this place. Like, freak the hell out. So if I went and touched a tree, they'd be like... <gasps> yeah. Oh, there's one specific tree you do not touch. They have a gate around the front of it. I'm going to touch it. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> the village is skirted by the remnants of a 12-kilometer high... Oh, sorry, not 12-kilometer high. 12-kilometer circumference wall, and most of the scattered homes and buildings are made from the mud brick as well. So it would take about 20 minutes to walk around it. 12 kilometers. Or oh, 20 minutes to drive around it, sorry. Yeah. Because sure. pack fares six and a half oh, yeah. kilometers yeah. away, and that's like... Depends on traffic. There's yeah. probably a couple of gins out on the road. Yeah, yeah, overtaken, they slow as fuck. Exactly. Uh, and then they just turn into a tree in front of you. Doom, crash, and then you crash car. into that motherfucker. And they're like, well, don't drive around my wall. So, Balara is reported to be the most active spot for gin activity in the world, and is said to be the birthplace of gin. So you know this place is going to be crazy. So, birthplace, so did someone just one day... Uh, birth a gin in Islamic mythology. It was. A I bel- I'm sorry if I'm getting this wrong at all for anyone, but I, be- I'm I'm, I believe that 
when Allah created humans, he also created jinn alongside them. Oh, okay. That's how it went. The locals here constantly live in fear of these trickster spirits. Stop living there. And they speak in hushed tones whenever they discuss the beings, believing that, you know, anything could be a jinn. The, the, the threat of and fear of jinn in Bala is real. To them, anyway. You guys should move. <laughs> yeah, move. So, according to historian Abdul Fattah al-Hamari, the powerful people who inhabited the fort in the earliest years of existence attracted powerful jinn. I don't know how that works with the exact birthplace of jinn rumour, but anyways. So, I can only really think that perhaps maybe the jinn were, because they're tricksters, you know, what could be the greatest trick than making a powerful man fall from grace and, like, do something embarrassing or something along mm. those lines. And then I assume maybe they just stuck around to fuck with the townspeople and <laughs> turn into cats and then turn into half a tree, half a cat. And <laughs> <laughs> a centaur drive down the road. Drive yeah. down the road, ride down the road. <laughs> a centaur in a car. <laughs> He's got the hydraulics on. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. The D O double G Snoop Dogg. C N T A U R. Santa. Rolls down his windows, just smoke comes out. And the smoke turns into another gin. They've got hookahs in the car. Instead of like your CD player, it's just all hookahs. Hell yeah. Your console's just hookahs. So that huge wall that was around the town that's sort of now broken down, uh, it was around the outside to keep, well, obviously not just to keep out in... Titans, exactly. (laughs) Colossal Titans broke it down. Uh, Not only to keep out the invaders, but also they believe those ghoul djinn were outside in the desert and would try and eat anyone who went out there on their own. Also a good way to keep children from wandering out into the desert with that tail. Fair enough. They die out there. Yeah. So the hauntings nowadays in Bala aren't as brutal as people getting eaten outside of the walls. That's good. But I'm glad to hear about that. However, Gar Adams, a author of psmag.com, sat with a family. Uh, I read this great article on psmag.com from Gar Adams about the city, the town, sorry. And he, the family reported that for each morning for about a week, they heard the sound of a low moaning outside of their house. And each time they went to investigate, they found a ritualistic-looking mound of stones and sand that had been meticulously placed into, like, a little pyramid. Hmm. And it was always directly outside their infant son's window. Creepy. Aliens. Aliens, exactly. Jin aliens. Uh, A group of farmers also mentioned to Mr. Adams that they often hear voices of the jinn over the wind at night. And they believe that these jinn are trying to lure them out into the desert to either die of freezing because it's fucking cold out there in the desert at night. Or get their feet licked. Or get their feet licked by the... (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, uh, he also reports that possession at the hands of jinn is super common in Balaa. And locals of one of the oldest parts of the town point to two particular spots that are guaranteed to get you possessed if you touch it. 
One being that tree I mentioned with the stone wall around the middle of it. I'll still go and touch it. And another being a little stoop that leads to an old tea shop. Wait, is it the stoop that possesses you? Apparently. <laughs> if you spend too much time on the stoop. I feel like that's real bad business for that little tea shop. <laughs> you should close. Relocate. Yeah, relocate for sure. So, to combat gin possession, the people of Bala use a technique known as Zar, which is the process where a shaman gives up their body for the gin to possess momentarily. The gin then tells them why they've chosen this person's body as a vessel. Uh, the shaman then uses their own Zar spirit to force the gin out. It is also reported that the shaman has the ability to determine what kind of gin is possessing the body by singing different tones. And if the person responds to one of the tones, then it's clearly, uh, you know, <laughs> that type of gin that's inside of it. So I think we both know what kind of note he'd have to sing for the toilet gin. <laughs> you know that brown <laughs> note? No brown note. <laughs> and he shits himself. He just shits it. <laughs> toilet gin possession. <laughs> I feel like you can just check his pants to make sure what kind of gin he has in it, honestly. <laughs> that's an episode of South Park. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> Possessed by a toilet gin. No, a uh, brown note. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's an episode of South Park. Mm. Right? I don't know. I've watched like two episodes. I've watched at least six. Kidding. I've watched more than that. So many more. So I'm pretty think... sure that's an episode. Either that or I swear I've seen it. Or maybe it's Family Guy. Mm. Maybe Family Guy. No, I think it's South Park. I think that's a South Park thing. Mm. So I think there may actually be something going on in Bala that can't be explained by jinn, because not only are jinn usually sighted, there's also a lot of spirits of the deceased relatives of people uh, that are spotted walking around the town. And it doesn't really match up with Islamic mythology, because there's no such spirit like that in the mythology. So the locals only mention, really, that maybe it's a jinn playing tricks on them. Fair enough. Which could be. But at the same time, from what we believe in, it could be... The spirit, restless spirit walking around for some yeah. reason. Yeah, maybe it's like sacred land once upon a time. Mm. Or maybe they're just like trapped within the walls and the walls were really meant to keep things out, but it but doesn't let anything it get. It everything in. Exactly. We're creating our own, <laughs> our own <laughs> rumours about this place. So a rumour, we're just um, discussing. Yeah. So in other research I found... A story about a man who saw a strange green light coming from outside his home. Oh. As he stepped outside, he noticed a strange lady standing atop a palm tree who immediately disappeared. And then the, he found the source of the green light, which was a raging green flame burning from the sand without a fuel source. And it was emanating a horrible witch's cackle. I was just about to say, this sounds like witchcraft. Yeah. Oh, man, there's so much witchcraft going on in Amman. Hell yeah. Can we do... We should do an episode on witchcraft. I know that that's yeah. not really supernatural or whatever, but... No, it is. But it's paranormal. Let's do witchcraft. We did Salem witch trials. Yeah, but there's... We did the hauntings of it. It counts as superna- uh, supernatural and paranormal. Alright, cool. We're doing an episode of witches. Okay, done. So... I'm going to buy those witch books. Hell yeah. So this wasn't in Balar, but I heard another story about Jin that I thought would be pretty cool to share. There's this lady who kept waking up, seeing uh, an old lady standing next or sitting next to her in a chair, 
with like glowing eyes and like two foot long fingers that just dangled. Like that's fucking creepy. Some straight up salad finger shit. Anyways, she got super sick of waking up and seeing this entity. So one night she just woke up and reached out and grabbed it. And it was like screaming and trying to pull away from her. And she's just like, leave my house. Just screaming and yanking it. And then it never came back after that. It was like, I fuck this. The juice ain't worth the squeeze, boy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> How long have you been waiting to say that? I just came up with that then. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Aman, Amanis have a lot of... And, yeah, the that sort of survey that I read that had a lot to do on, like, the belief of... Well, Muslim belief in uh, supernatural things... A lot of it had to do with, like, evil eye and, like, amulets and stuff. So tons of people in Balar uh, often wear amulets to protect them against the jinn. And apparently, the evil eye is something that is, like, a... You can, like, give curses and stuff. It has to do with witchcraft. So that's where the sort of belief that a lot of witchcraft is going on. And they sort of just refer to it as evil eye, like a curse. Very interesting, isn't it? Yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah. So that's all I have to share. Balar is pretty haunted by these jinn. It's cool to sort of hear about supernatural entities and things that are sort of fairly common. Like, I think it was up to in Southeast Asia and in the Middle East, about 77% of practicing Muslims believe in uh, jinn. So that's pretty high numbers. That's a pretty high percentage. Yeah. What do you have, babe? Very very excited. I don't know how I can follow that. I only have one page of information today. (laughs) That's okay. I did did look on a lot of sites, but when I looked at the sites, they were literally copy-paste of the other site that I'd looked at. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was very... It was a lot of recycled information. I, um... I was able to find... A few details on on this one site that was um that wasn't on the original source site and mm. wasn't a lot. There was a there's a wiki page, of course. There's always a Wikipedia page, but um it was pretty much the same things. It was more of the history of this place than anything. So what I'm going to be talking about is um the Green Lady of Chateau de Brissac. Ooh. I think that's how you pronounce. <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds, that sounds like a complicated place to pronounce. <laughs> Almost as difficult as... Whatever that name I was that trying name. to pronounce. Yeah, what was that name? I don't know, I fucking butchered it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry to that person. Um, so, the Chateau de Brissac is a castle in the commune of Brissac, Quincy. Um, the department of Maine et Loire in France. Wow. Yeah. So the castle was built in the 11th century. Well, that's as far as the um, history books have gone, is right. back to the 11th century. The history of the castle is extremely long. I bet. Oh, castles always seem to have yeah. like the longest history. Like it was passed down by many, many, many generations. So it was um, the home of. Henry the Fourth before he became King of France, um, and in the fifteenth century, King Rain or Rene, I think it's Rene, but I think it's Ren or Rene, or Rain 
of um, Anjou altered um, over 60 castles and great homes into chateaus, which was this, which was this place. Um, And it's actually the tallest castle in France. Oh, really? It's seven stories. Oh. So more fucking stories. Wow, that's quite the chateau. Chateau. I have French in my blood, which I'm not proud of. (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) Fuck. So, you know, I know how to put fucking Priscilla scared the shit out of me. Holy shit. You were dangling your hand there. Yeah, well, she doesn't need to attack it. Yes, she does. She is a cat. Cat? I'm a kitty cat. And I attack the fingers and attack the fingers. I was just thinking about little fucking trickster spirits and shit. Next thing I know, I get attacked by a clawed hand. Now she's trying to bite my bum. Shoot. Just don't hit it. Anyways. We are talking about... La Dame Verte. Ooh, I feel like I've heard that name. Thank you. It's called The Green Lady oh, in English. La Dame Verte. La um, Dame so Verte? Sh- La Dame Verte. Dame Verte. Or something, whatever. Yeah, I think that works. Um, so The Green Lady. She haunts the castle. Her name is Charlotte de Brézé, who was the illegitimate daughter of King Charles VIII and his mistress Agnes Sorel. She was also the beloved half-sister of King Louis XI, despite being the love child between Charles and Agnes. Mm. She was actually really beloved by the Queen. Um, of France or England? Uh, of France. Okay. Charles, King Charles's actual wife. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she was actually, she was like, despite being the love child, she was actually really beloved by all. And, oh, that's good. Um, not the same treatment that you get in bloody Game of Thrones. Fuck no. Absolutely not. Um, I mean, that kind of worked out for him. Didn't yeah, it? I guess it did at the end. In the end. Oh, not really. Love. Yeah, that's true. Auntie. Ooh. He didn't, yeah, he sort of got sent back. Anyways, spoiler alert. Not really. No. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, in 1462... There was an arranged marriage between her and Jacques de Brazé. Oh, wow. Um, he was a seneschal okay. of Normandy. And um, he was a favoured noble of the court of King, oh, in the court of King Charles VIII. Um, Jacques was in possession of the chateau at this time as well. Chateau, sorry, at this time. At this time. Um, And the marriage was purely political, so they did not love each other at all. Wow, that's sad. They even slept in separate bedrooms. Damn. Yeah. Surely, Jacques. I wonder who sounds more attractive to you, Jacques or the Green Lady? The Green Lady. She does. But listen to that name. Her name's Charlotte. Oh, okay. That's a pretty name. It's a very beautiful name. But think about it. Jacques. What's his last name? Jacques de Barre. Jacques de Barre. Jacques de Barre. Anyway. It sounds like he should have like a freaking sweet moustache, have a rapier for some reason, a big hat with a sounds feather like in it. Sounds like from... Beauty and the Beast. Yes. He's the evil one. <laughs> no, isn't Jacques the... Oh, the yeah, candles? the candle. No wonder she didn't have sex with him. 
He's a candlestick. It's a candlestick. Don't they? They you had can sex. Still, you can still do a lot with candlesticks. They had sex. Oh, they had sex. Yeah, just because they didn't sleep in the same room doesn't mean they didn't have sex. They had urges. True. And, I mean, and they had to reprocreate. Very true. They needed to keep the lineage going. Literally. Yeah, they did. They had a son named Louis. So they were also completely, complete opposites of each other. So not only did they not love each other, they didn't sleep together, they didn't really want to marry each other, they were also the opposite of each other. So he really liked going outdoors and doing adventure-like things Which like I um, thought he would. Like hunting and... He's great. Camping and shit. Love Probably not guy. camping, but... So that's me. Not the hunting part, because then we're going hunting. Yeah, you love him right now, but... See <laughs> killer. Yeah. Hello, spoilers. Oh, sorry, I'll cut God. that out. <sighs> I do love him right now. He sounds exactly like me. Probably will be exactly like Fucking you. Priscilla. <laughs> She's really going at it tonight. <laughs> See, this afternoon, I should say. Yeah, he preferred all the outdoor things while she was more drawn to the sophisticated lifestyle of like. Dinner and balls and lunches and brunches Brunch and breakfasts and tea. Tea party. Tea party. High tea on the chateau. High tea in the chateau. Seventh floor. Croissants. We have a croissant. And he's just like, I'm going to go hunt a boar. Don't know why he sounds like why this now. Why is he American? He's French. I'm going to go hunt that boar. That was really Scottish. That was that was I'm really. I'm gonna hunt a boar. I'm gonna hunt a boar. Okay, Michael Myers. Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Michael Myers. Michael Myers, the murderer. The other guy is the murdering one. Yeah. Mike Myers. Okay, Shrek. What are you doing in my swamp? <laughs> what are you doing in my shutter? <laughs> <laughs> So, 15 years of marriage has gone by, and on the 31st, 1477, Jacques came home from a hunting trip, he had dinner with his wife, and went off to his room. Simple, right? And then this little bitch who should be minding her own business, one of the fucking servants... Oh, what'd she do? ...woke him up in the middle of the night to be like, hey, guess what your wife is doing? She's having an affair. She's fucking that guy right from down the road. now. Oh. Yes. So, Charlotte was having an affair with her huntsman, one of her huntsmans, Pierre de Laverne. Oh, he sounds great too. Yeah, well, he was a huntsman. It's kind of like a Snow but, White situation. You know how the huntsman didn't kill her, let yeah. her go. It's like, but Jacques, Jacques also was a huntsman. He's a nobleman. They don't love each other, though. Okay, it so it should be fine. It was a forced, arranged marriage. So he shouldn't care too much. Right? It shouldn't fucking matter. He should have just been like, fuck this that. This is a 1400. You and me, handmaiden. But you know what? No, that's not what happened. He went and caught them, and in a fit of rage, kills both of them. How did he kill them? So, there's two theories. Oh. There's two theories. Two different tales that have been told. So, one of them... um was that he had dealt over a hundred blows with his sword or hunting axe to the cheating couple. Um, While the other version is that Jacques kills Pierre immediately um, and then strangled Charlotte in the chapel tower later on in the early morning. That's brutal. Yeah. 
So Hopefully, like, you know, they're both caught people. them, started killing Pierre. She ran away, and then Shock's like, "I'm still fucking angry." A couple hours later, and it's like, "I'm gonna strangle you to death." Where are you running? But the saddest part is their bodies were never. Oh, he hid them. Yes. How did he cover up all that blood? We'll never know. The servant lady. Oh. I reckon she was in on it. Because do you know what? Later on, a servant lady gets pregnant. Oh, no, earlier. No, I don't know. But at some stage, a servant lady gets pregnant. And then she goes missing. Oh. Yeah. And in... Jacques fucked her. In the green lady's room, so in Charlotte's bedroom, like she had this massive, massive fucking fireplace. And it was like a stone fireplace. And later on in the years, they remodeled it to be smaller and not a fireplace anymore. Yeah. But when the worksmen were like doing that, they found skeletal remains. Oh, so green it's lady. like, was that the green lady and Pierre, or was that the servant lady? Oh. Yeah. Well, if the green lady, I don't know anything about the haunting right now, but if the green lady is haunting it and that was her remains and that she was buried, would she still be haunting it today? I don't think so. I feel like that may have been either Pierre's or the servant's uh, because uh, the servant doesn't haunt the halls and Pierre no longer haunts the halls. He doesn't. He doesn't. But at some stage he must have because... Um, well, I'll explain first. Okay. Sure. So the bodies were never recovered, and when Louis the Eleventh, Charlotte's half brother, mm. um, found out about the murders, he was so outraged that he ordered for Jacques to be arrested and killed. Yeah, go Louis. And he had all of his land and property like confiscated. Yeah. So they were now in possession of Louis the Eleventh, who then gave the property to his nephew, who was also the son of Charlotte and Jacques, oh, Louis de Brase, de Brase, or whatever. Old Uncle um, Louis a good bloke. Yeah, Uncle Louis. Good on him. Um, but then after three years, Charles VIII. So he was Louis the Eleventh's successor. He overruled the judgment and restored Jacques' titles and lands. So then Jacques was lived in there, in the house again. Um, and was no longer arrested and on death row. But then, shortly after, Jacques moved out because he could still hear the moaning from his wife and Pierre. He could just hear, Get out of my chateau! <laughs> what are you doing with my wife? Wait, what? He wouldn't be hearing that. So, yeah, he could still hear all the moaning and wailing of his late wife and... Her lover. Yeah. So he was like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Jumps in the bin. Yeah. Jumps in the bin. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Anyway, and he, run, he runs away. And then, like, for a long time, the chateau was abandoned as well. Mm-hmm. And in the late 1700s, I think it ended up becoming resident again. Which today, there's, it resides dukes and their families yeah. of, the, of France. You know, all the rich royalty. So, yeah. honestly, we're entitled to. The big wig. We should go there. I have French in my blood, as I said before. I'm Scottish. That counts somewhat. 
I'm here. You're I'm nearby. Queer, and there's nothing you can do about it except I'm not actually queer. <laughs> anyway, so they they still see Charlotte's ghost and everything now. They don't see Pierre or a servant lady. Mm. But they're like they're really used to her. They're used to seeing her. But guests get really startled when they see her. Yeah. Um, so they see her in her green dress that she was murdered in. Ooh. A beautiful green dress, which makes me think, I feel like I should dress and look nice every day just in case I die and I'm stuck in whatever that I die That could be in. Your, your ghost clothes. Right? Yeah. Like this denim jacket, I'd be happy to have this as my ghost clothes, but yeah. not this dress. Well, it looks good. You could have your ghost clothes like that. Yeah, but I'd be a fat ghost. I wonder if ghosts have tattoos. I fucking hope I've got my tattoos. Mm. I did not so spend much. over, like, almost $2,000 on tattoos. I think it's over $2,000 on tattoos. Just to have them through your real life. I want them in my next life. Exactly. When I get reborn... You better have that I ink. better have that ink. Did you... I think when you're about to get your tattoo, you can opt for the option to have the ink pass over into the afterlife. Oh, I didn't know they that gotta was use, an Yeah, they've got to use some special stuff, like ectoplasm and shit. Just just use that? Yeah, yeah. You know. Upon request. Yep. <laughs> Alright. <clears throat> anyway, so when they do see her as well, um, her face pretty much resembles like a corpse's face. So she's got a hole oh. where her nose should be. She has no eyeballs and she's like very, very gaunt looking. She looks... She, it looks like a dead body walking oh, towards you pretty much. Fucked. Yeah. And the people are just used to it now. Yeah, they're used to it. She just hangs out in the chapel tower. And just nice? walking around. Well, she doesn't do anything. She's not malevolent. She's really. just like upset. One, her husband fucking murdered her. Yeah. And her lover. Oh. And her lover's like, peace out, I'm moving on. Yeah. And she's like, well, now I'm fucking here all alone. Don't have my husband. Don't have my lover. The servant girl's not even here. So that means that her bones are probably haven't her been rested Her bones yet. are probably somewhere on the property or in the walls Ooh, or like, you know. I wonder where they are. I know. Let's go dig up the castle. Yeah, and then we can like set her to rest. Apparently there's been a few times in history where like parts of the castle have been demolished and rebuilt, but she still haunts it. Right. Yeah. So. Lucky she doesn't get like annoyed at the demolition crews or anything. Maybe I feel that's like... why she's screaming going oh. on. She's, she's more like moaning and wailing and okay. like a really About high pitched killed. voice. Yeah. It's fair enough. She'd get brutally I'd murdered. I'd be fucking upset too. Yeah. If you killed me, if you found out that I was with Liam Hemsworth now. Oh, I'd love her. Yeah, you would. I wouldn't kill him. I wouldn't kill you. That's Kim Priscilla. I would. No, she's such a good character. Really taken. She's beautiful. She just wants some human affection. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, that's that's the story of the Green Lady. So. Cool. No wonder she's called the Green Lady. Because she's got her green dress on. Because she's Fiona from Shrek. Oh my god. <laughs> Somebody once told me. I was gonna haunt a castle. They didn't tell me I'd have no eyes. <laughs> I was looking kinda dumb. Had a hole in my face. Right where my nose should be. Well, you go and get murdered because you were caught cheating. <laughs> the handmaid went and ratted you out to your husband. <laughs> that little bitch gonna get what's coming. 
But I can't kill her anymore because I'm a ghost. So much to do, so much to see, so I'm gonna scream in the chapel. <laughs> <laughs> never know if you don't go. You never, never know if you don't glow. <laughs> hey now, I'm a ghost lady. I live in the chateau. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All that death shows. Only, <laughs> Only when you fucking die, you won't have your nose. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. What's the name of that song? All Isn't stars, that... right? All ghosts. I don't know. That was good. That's definitely staying in. Okay. That's a regular thing that we do. Just break into song. About anything. Right? Our fucking podcast is a musical pretty well. Yeah, maybe we should take over that musical podcast on the TNC yeah. network. What Musicals taught me everything. Yeah, that's the one. Go check that out on the TNC network. Go and check out the TNC network. Oh, yeah, that's our kind of production. So are we Ooh. done with this? Shake my hand. Are we shaking hands all the time? Because we are a collective partnership. We're Thank a you. a de relationship. Thank you once again for joining us for an episode of the podcast. You, me, and a poltergeist. I'm Belinda. And I'm Brayden. And you can find us on Facebook at You, me, and a poltergeist. Same with, same with Instagram, you, me, and a poltergeist. You can then go and become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash you, me, and a poltergeist. Helps. Join our Dark Magicians here to hear our live recordings, which you might hear outtakes. Thank you once again to our patrons supporting us. We love you. And don't forget, if you do want to send through any creepy stories that you may have of ghost sightings, hauntings, your grandma sits at the end of your bed every night and she's been dead for the past 20 years, send it through to our emails at youmeanapoltergeist.com. Why call the police? Because maybe because she's you really fake. Maybe she faked. Ghostbusters. Maybe she faked her own death and she's really just hiding in the attic. I don't think so. She's been dead for 20 years. Grandma get, grandmas get She's pretty cremated. spindly. Oh, right. Yeah, there we go. As I was saying, you can submit that to youmeanapoltergeist at gmail.com or we have a submission form on the That's Not Canon website where you could fill out some extra details and whatnot. And potentially get your submissions listed on the show. Absolutely. We've also got our own Instagram accounts if you want to follow them. I'm Bambi Maccas, B-A-M-B-I-M-A-C-C-A-S. And Brayden is B-R-A-Y-D-O-N, number five, A-S-H. And guess what? Exercise regularly. What are you doing in my chateau? Oh, that glitters is gold. When you fucking die, you won't have have a nose. Well... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.